Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. No matter what we do today, no matter what how many errors we have, or no matter what happens, at least it will be better than that episode of Raw. And that's me saying this. I'm saying that. So what everybody else must have thought, I have absolutely no idea. What an absolutely <laughs> mundane... It, like, I don't like being overly negative because I hate it when you turn on a show like this and say, oh, this is crap, this is crap. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying within the little bubble of WWE, that was a difficult show to get through. I mean, nothing happened. And I think the main thing I came away from is what we're going to talk about, which is the, the first announcement of the Money in the Bank 2019 participants. We didn't even get any kind of like build up to it. We just had Alexa Bliss coming out and going, all right, here's who's going to be in it. It's going to be Braun Strowman. It's going to be Baron Corbin. It's going to be Ricochet and uh, Drew McIntyre. Did I already say him? I can't remember. Drew, Baron, Ricochet, Braun. Yeah. And I was like, could we not, could we, could, could we not like come up with some kind of, challenge or some kind of mini tournament or i mean and that that's the thing i found when we got to the end of the show it's like we don't do that with anything anymore and no point do we ever give you a reason to tune in next week and i think that's why the bray white thing is so good because i remember you know throughout the show i was like oh at least i get the bray white thing in a minute i can watch and enjoy that so yeah very very weird all round. i don't really understand why i mean drew mcintyre no none of them make sense Drew McIntyre doesn't make sense. He lost his triple threat match last week. I know he didn't get pinned. He still lost. Baron Corbin lost against AJ Styles. Ricochet lost against Robert Roode. He wasn't on the show at all, by the way. I realized as well. I'll say it here now. I'll do a tweet later. I screwed up. I said that Ricochet lost to Cesaro last week. I got confused. Obviously, Ricochet lost to Robert Roode and Cesaro beat Cedric Alexander. I, just, I, made, I made a mistake. So I look forward to getting pelted with that all day. Um, and who's the last person here? Braun Strowman. Well, yeah, Braun Strowman, you can you can argue, can be in the match. Or was, was he one? I don't even know. But it's just it just felt like, oh, we're just pulling these guys out because these are the guys that you expect to be in it, and therefore they're in it. It makes no sense, and it kind of sums up to me, finally, and maybe this is why I'm a little bit more riled up today than I would be usually. It kind of sums up to me that WWE cannot plan any of this stuff out in advance. Because if you thought to yourself, oh, we're going to put Ricochet in the Money in the Bank match, I don't think you have him lose a week prior to Robert Roode, who then can't even get on the show this week. Like, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. I don't... I, I Sometimes I just don't understand it. And again, like, I love I love pro wrestling. I love WWE. I love Raw more often than not. But this was a really weird episode to get through because so many times you're just asking questions about, well, why is it that person? And, and it never gets explained. And that will go through it. Maybe I should actually change the title to say that WWE Raw didn't make sense at all. Um, in fact, I will do that. Because it kept happening throughout the night. So, for example, Leo Rush apparently has some kind of backstage heat. I don't know if it's true or not. Who knows? But apparently he does. And because of that, they've taken him off television. So he's no longer with Bobby Lashley. Well, let's pretend that you don't watch shows like this. And you don't read wrestling news sites. You're not told anything. You're just, no one mentioned Leo Rush. He didn't have a big angle to write him off TV. One day, he just wasn't there. So straight away, you're like, okay, 
I guess I just have to accept the fact he's not going to be on TV. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know the reasons. But okay. Then later on, we get told it's um, Rey Mysterio versus uh, Samoa Joe. And so I sit there going, okay, so what happened to Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman that you teased three weeks ago? I definitely saw Braun and Samoa Joe have a face-off. And then Dominic's back. But Dominic just vanished before WrestleMania 35. It's just, it really, really, really is so confusing. The continuity at the moment, this is the thing, right? Because like I said, I like to be, I like to be a positive guy when it comes to, when it comes to pro wrestling. Absolutely. But when it gets to a certain level, it's really hard to justify it because you can't. You just can't. Like I actually thought, like genuinely, one of the my favorite parts of Raw is a part that everybody else hated because I thought, well, at least it's different. Like that Alexa Bliss Naomi match, I understand, but I thought at least we're focusing on somebody's shoe. That one little ridiculous thing made me go, at least I can buy into this a little bit because it doesn't just feel like a copy and paste. Someone actually came up with a somewhat interesting idea and spun it to make it work within wrestling. And we don't get that throughout anything else. I mean, aside from the, the tag team, and that's the other thing, we'll go back to the start of Raw. So you announce those four guys in Money in the Bank. Despite the fact they're meant to fight in three weeks' time, all of a sudden Braun is teaming with Ricochet to take on and Drew and Baron. Drew and Baron fell out last week, as they did again in this match, so why they would have done that, I don't know. Braun and Ricochet have no prior relationship with each other. So we just did it because that is the format that we do when it comes to Raw, right? Or, or wrestling or WWE in general. It's like, well, we've done this for the past 15 years, so we'll just do it again. And that's fine most of the time, but I just felt like it stood out. like Everything stood out like a store's thumb this time around. I just realized I got a package and a parcel that's about to be delivered to me. I got one of those one hour, oh, it's coming at this time. And I'm pretty sure I just saw the thing drive by. It's only going to take 30 seconds, but if I do have to get up, let me make sure I've got my be right back thing ready. I got it ready. It's all good. We're literally talking 30 seconds though, so please hold fire. Shout out to Derek. I always get your name wrong, but I'm going to try my best. Ayala, Ayala, that sounds good. Derek Ayala in the Super Chat, as always. If you can throw some money in the Super Chat, support the podcast. Absolutely read out your comment. That's how it works. Uh, showing support for you, sir. Keep up the good work. I plan on becoming a patron and supporting you more very soon. Well, that's very kind, Derek. Of course, everyone can do that at patreon.com. Forza Simon 316. You can even come on the podcast if you do that. All the details over there. Link in the description. Uh, no questions. Just one day we can talk WWE and your thoughts on Endgame as well. Well, if you want my thoughts on Endgame... A brand new podcast is hopefully, please let me get it in this week. And I thought we'd uh, we'd build it around Endgame. So keep an eye out uh, on here on YouTube uh, for us doing that. Um, so yeah, all these inconsistencies keep happening throughout the, the darn show. And they were just too much for me this week. Sometimes you just have to call a spade a spade. There's no point. You should always, in my opinion, you should always be positive and you should always look for, you know, a, a, a positive outlet because it just makes you feel better. But you can't be silly with it. Like WWE really needed to, to, WWE really needs to start kind of come up with. They're meant to have a continuity editor, but now I think it's starting to get more. It just it just needs to be. It, I can't think of the right word. It just needs to happen. It just needs to happen because we are at a stage now where it's getting really really hard to try and keep up with everything that's going on because there's no rhyme or reason to it. And when there's no rhyme or reason to it, it's almost like, well, why did I? I there's no point watching. I may as well tune in in six weeks and just catch up with whatever's happening in the bubble over that three hours because that's all that actually matters. Like I say, Ricochet losing to Robert Roode last week and then Robert Roode disappearing this week simply says to me, 
there was no idea. There was no plan. So there was no need for me to watch last week. And technically, there was no need for me to watch this week. Hence why I like somebody mucking around with their shoe as my favorite part on Raw, which is not necessarily a, a compliment at all. So I'm baffled. I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, I know we've got the SmackDown competitors this evening. I don't know who's going to be in it, in it from that, but... Yeah, I, I, there's just nothing really happened. Like the, and that's why that's why I like the Bray the Bray Wyatt thing so much. The Bray Wyatt thing when I remembered that I'm going to get a part two, and I thought to myself, "Oh, I hope they're going to go a bit crazy with it," and they didn't. They're still they're still sort of teetering, which is fine. You can take your time. There's no rush. But it, yeah, it just made me think like that's what I need more of. I need I need reasons to tune into Raw, except for the fact well it's Raw and I watch it every week. Bray Wyatt was that, but outside of it, there was no reason. Nothing was planted last week to make to, to to determine that you should tune in this week. And really, now that we're finished here, there's nothing that we've seen, aside from the Bray Wyatt stuff, that you really need to watch next week, other than the fact you're a WWE fan and you'll support them. Bray Wyatt thing was cool, though. You know, he was painting his picture, saying it helps him suppress negative memories. And then he showed his picture to a, a puppet rat. Was it now? I can't remember the name of the rat now. And it was the burning building. It was the, the barn that Randy Orton burned down a few years ago. At least that's how I took it. And there was a screaming kid inside, which I, I assume was Sister Abigail. So that, I mean, that's screwed up. And then he called uh, Abby the Witch, whatever her stupid name is, uh, a sociopath, which was also the word of the day. So there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of screwed up stuff uh, going on in the, um, in the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just in those promos vignettes. I don't really know what you call them. But I do think as the weeks go on, we have to get really, really dark. And where we go with that, I don't know. We're teetering on it now. And my other intriguing point is what happens when Bray Wyatt comes out to the ring? Does he wrestle like the old Bray Wyatt? Is there something new to him? Because really, that's what he's got to do. He's got to come and wrestle and win matches. Otherwise, what happened before will happen again. So there's a lot to, there's a lot to keep an eye on. But yeah, I, I think it's two for two at the moment. If you didn't like it last week, you're not going to like it now. That stands to reason. But I, 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 again, the reason I would tune into Raw next week is to see what they do. And I hope eventually we get one where he's burning stuff down or ripping the heads off puppets or something that's, you know, put the wind up you a little bit and make you look at your mate or text your mate and go, that was creepy, wasn't it? What the hell? Uh, Matthew Bailey in the super chat, hand on the heart. Who would you pick to win the men's money in the bank? I'm going Ricochet or Lars. We don't know Lars Sullivan is in it. Um, that advert that went round is already wrong based on the guys that got put on it from Raw. A small part of me thinks you you don't put Lars Sullivan in it now because you put Braun Strowman in it instead. And I don't think you want those two to clash for a long time. And I also think if those two are in it, they kind of cancel each other out. So no, I don't think Lars... If someone put a gun to my head, I would say I don't think Lars Sullivan is going to be in it. Uh, who would I like to win the money? Who would I pick to win the money in the bank? It wouldn't surprise me if they gave it to Braun Strowman again, honestly. I mean, I wouldn't like that. I don't think it's the creative thing to do. But WWE does do that kind of a thing. So it seems silly to bet against it. I can't. I mean, they, you could surprise you, give it to Ricochet. I think ultimately they'll give it to Drew McIntyre. Like I've really pushed came to shove. I think Drew McIntyre will win. I think the AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins thing is going to be a one and done. And I imagine he goes into a few with Drew McIntyre quite quickly. And they'll utilize the briefcase in that somehow. Not the most exciting thing in the world. We will talk AJ Styles, Seth Rollins in a minute because, again, even that confused me. Nine times out of ten, I like the main event segment on Raw or at least I find a way to extrapolate something from it. I just didn't get it. Again, maybe I'm just tired. I am tired this week. Maybe, you know, sleep is important. Uh, Big T sucks. Great name in the super chat. I'm glad the Bray Wyatt stuff is put on YouTube so I don't have to sit through a three-hour 
show. <laughs> Thank you for watching for me. That's all right, dude. That's what I do. You can check it ups and downs at 2 p.m. Well, yeah, I get the stupid Cesaro thing wrong. That's going to be the end of my day, but who cares? Just don't read the comments. That's how we get past. Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. So A, I kind of rolled my old straight away because we were going to do a contract signing. And that ties into the Alexa Bliss stuff too. Alexa Bliss did two moments of bliss on this episode and we had a Miz TV. So technically, that is three talk shows. You can't have anything feel special or anything feel unique. I hate being this negative, but you, again, you suddenly just got to call it out. It'd be the negative episode. That's what we'll call it. You can't make those things feel special if you keep washing and repeating them. That's the thing, right? As soon as you do it more than once, it waters it down. And that's the same when wrestlers used to come out. Even Stone Cold Steve Austin, the mighty Stone Cold, while he would always get a sizable pop, sometimes on Raw when he was had to come out in the audience sort of two or three times, that third time he came out, the reaction was audibly quieter because, of course, it was. Because, you know, that visceral first instinctive reaction when he first walks, that's, oh, it's Stone Cold, that's who I'm here for. And then you see him twice and the third time, you're like, meh, still great. Still Austin, same with The Rock, same with everybody. And while it's different because a pop is meant to give you that explosion, hence the name, it just, the, what, what, what even is a talk show in WWE anymore? And you just know tonight that Kevin Owens' show will probably be on and his guest will be Kofi Kingston. What, how is that different from a promo? And why do some wrestlers have them but others don't? I don't, I don't understand the logic. Anyway, so AJ, tying into that, AJ Styles and uh, Seth Rollins are going to do a contract signing. Again, really tropey cliched wrestling stuff and not bad nothing wrong with it but i just think we could have come up with something different even if it was just the two dudes going back and forth in the ring i think getting rid of the hokiness may have been may have been a plus and then i don't understand why we had to because to me the best thing about aj Styles, seth rollins was it's a match we all wanted to see so you've already set it up you've already got the intrigue from there you you don't need to add too much it should just be keep them apart, don't let them touch, and then when they do, at Money in the Bank, everybody will be excited because that's what we wanted to see. You know, you can kind of see AJ Styles as this indie veteran that loads of people looked up to, one of which was Seth Rollins, who in many ways is the reincarnation of that, but doing it a bit differently. They did address that. You know, Seth Rollins was like, I want to be AJ Styles, but I'm not, but I am, but I'm not. And then, yeah, you know, the, the, the point was, before long, AJ Styles just punched uh, Seth Rollins in the face from nowhere. And it was a heelish move, but he wasn't being a heel. I don't think it was meant to be a heel turn, but clearly WWE felt like one of them had to have a more... I can't think of the right word. It had to be a bit... One of them had to be a little bit bad, and one of them had to be a little bit good. And I don't think that was the case. That's why I like AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. It was like you're watching a boxing match or an MMA match where, you know, where you you... You only you, you get the promotion and you get the Conor McGregor stuff or whatever, but really because it's two competitors and two sportsmen fighting at the top of their game, that's what interests you. It's like, well, who's going to win? It's like right now, if Anthony Joshua took on Tyson Fury, of course they're going to go at it beforehand on the microphone to sell and promote the fight. But ultimately, it would come down to well, who is the better boxer? And that's what I thought we could do with AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. It could have been a contest of respect and a contest of who's you know who's going to get the upper hand and then in week one after setting it up we've just gone back into old w well we need one of them to be a bit heelish so we'll make aj styles punch him i like the phenomenal forearm through the table and seth Rollins really jumped into that and it looked cool but 
I, I, don't, I, I don't feel more excited about the match. And I felt excited about the match. I love the fact that AJ Styles won. I was like, oh, awesome. We're going to get it. I don't care that we're not waiting. Let's just, let's get, you know, let's get on it. So, yeah, it was a strange ending to Raw. Uh, we mentioned the Miz, Miz TV. Sh- oh, man, the superstar shakeup in general. Maybe, I think it's the superstar shakeup that, that has broken me. That was, it kind of chipped away at my armor where I was like, we're not respecting this at all beforehand. So I assumed after the fact that we would, Gallows and Anderson are just on Raw now. And maybe they were announced, but again, they didn't do a big enough job of it because I didn't know. <laughs> it just wets me out. And also, Shane McMahon was on Raw. Why is Shane McMahon on Raw? I understand he owns the company or whatever, but why can he jump across and nobody else can? Becky Lynch makes sense. That has reason. Shane McMahon doesn't. So it was The Miz. He had Bobby Lashley on again. Sans Leo Rush. They get into it. They have a match and Shane McMahon interrupts and that means The Miz lost. It's unbelievable. So now we're going to continue the Miz-Shane McMahon feud. They're going to have a Hell in a Cell. Oh, no, they're not going to have a steel cage match at Money in the Bank. And yet, we could have just kept the Miz on SmackDown and done this anyway. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to continuity. Like, it's just like, I don't get what we're doing. What am I meant to think? If you wanted to continue that program, just don't move the Miz. He's not involved with anybody else. Since he's come, he's in that match last week where he lost... Uh, yeah, he, he lost to uh, Baron Corbin, beat him in the three-way. And before that, I don't even know. Oh, he had a thing with Shane McMahon because Shane McMahon was in the ring for the Superstar Shake-Up. That is all The Miz has done. So what was the point? What was the point of moving The Miz? I'm tempted to sit here and wait until someone from WWE gets in that chat thread and tells me. Obviously not going to do that. Very confusing. Very strange. Um... I don't get it. I, I I don't get it. Also, the Usos are now coming out and singing their theme tune, like our truth. That was. I mean, they'll get it over because they're great. But that that blew my mind. All of it was. It was a mad show. It was a genuinely, genuinely mad show. I, I don't, even I struck. <coughs> excuse me. Even I struggled to. You know, piece together what we were trying to achieve. I'm not more excited about Money in the Bank. I'm not more excited about AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, and more excited about Bray Wyatt. That's a tick. That's 100% the tick. Again, like that Ricochet got to burn a microphone for a little bit, even though he just got insulted. But still, we're evolving his character. Felt like he was properly over in Kentucky. That was good stuff. Other than that, though, it was, again, a really empty, a really empty show. I guess we should talk about the revival, because that ties into news as well. So the revival apparently were offered. It certainly seems that way. There's a lot of evidence now. The revival were apparently offered $500,000 contracts, turned them down, um, didn't want to do it. So now their punishment is you're going to be involved in a few of the Usos based on the fact they caught Wilder shaving Dawson's back. Going to let that sit with you for a little while, especially because I think my package is about to arrive. I keep hearing bands close and presume... Uh, excuse me, what's going on? <coughs> I think I drank something dodgy uh, down the wrong hole. Yeah, like, this is Edge and Booker T fighting over shampoo commercial levels of craziness. And it, it, this ties into the Leo Rush thing. I don't, I don't, I don't mind. I think it's a bit odd practice. But, you know, I, I understand that there may be some fallout or there may be some corporate and company discipline that gets handed out depending on what WWE wants to do. That's really none of my business. It's their company and they can run it however they want. But when it affects what I'm seeing on the TV, <coughs> excuse me, I, that's when I get confused. You know, the revi- I assume the Revival will eventually lose to the Usos, and the Usos will then go on to take on Hawkins and Ryder for the tag titles and probably win them. Hawkins and Ryder kind of feel like an afterthought in all of this too. As did Bobby Lashley, by the way. Don't forget, Bobby Lashley had a match with The Miz, and he played th- th- third fiddle to Shane and Miz. That's crazy to me. But yeah, you know, did me seeing 
Someone shave someone else's back. Cheval Cheval, my man. Sahara, I should say. And uh, my friend, good to see you. And you too, Cheval. Thanks to my amazing baby girl. I'm awake now to watch you live and support you. It's okay to admit the role was bad. You are human after all. Talk to you soon on your podcast. Always a pleasure. Uh, it's true. I'm, I'm glad that we're all, I'm, we're all we'll, we'll all agree with this. I've seen, I can still see in the comments world people getting mad about Alexa Bliss's shoes. I was all right with Alexa Bliss's shoes. I really was. At least it was something to focus on. I'm not saying it was... I'm not saying it was bad. I'm not saying it was good. It was just I, just, I just needed something different. That's all I needed, and I got it. Uh, Tom talks rubbish in the super chat. Best money in the bank cash in of all time. Um, best money in the, well, probably the first one, right, with Edge, because no one actually knew how it was going to work. And then when we saw it and we got that, you kind of learned about it. I think the first one's always the best, right? You never forget your first. So I'd say Edge. And the fact that he had so many cool cash ins over the years as well, I mean, he was Mr. Money in the Bank for ages. Um, yeah, I, I would say Edge. I would say Edge. Absolutely Edge. Edge was... Uh, he, he made that. He made that whole thing. And it's only the last couple of years it's kind of started to to fall away. Like Baron Corbin's was rubbish. Braun Strowman's was rubbish. That's why whoever wins this year's needs to come out big guns. We need to do something awesome. And that's why I wouldn't give it to Drew McIntyre. That's nothing against Drew McIntyre. I just don't think you can do anything that's going to light a fire under the show. Make people go, oh, wow, that's amazing. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I really, really do. So yeah, Dash and Dawson shaving each other's back. You know, the fact that whatever they've done backstage has to eke out into my television product. Same with Leo Rush. I mean, there'll be loads of other people that have done the same thing. I'm trying to think of other examples now. There will be. I don't like it. I don't think it, I could have had a decent The Revival versus Usos program. You could still have The Revival lose. I love Jimmy and Jey Uso. Probably the best tag team in the world, or at least one of them. But, you know, not letting all that stuff drive in right now when the ratings are down, I don't think is a good idea. And that's why I can't quite believe they put on a show like this this week. And I mean, way too negative. I don't even like it. It's making me feel bad. But surely when you do look at, you know, your numbers declining, the first thing I would think to myself is, okay, we've got to hotshot some stuff. You know, do some big angles on Raw, get people talking and get people back in that way. And then hopefully when we've cemented those, try and maybe introduce some long-term storytellings to keep them hooked. We didn't get anything. We didn't, honestly, we didn't get anything when it comes to um, sort of seed planting, I call it. Where you go, oh, what's going to happen there? What's going to happen there? Well, I certainly didn't. Again, if I'm wrong, please let me know. Please let me know in the in the chat. It was just a very, very odd, a very, very odd show all round. Yeah, I mean, pff. you ch tell me otherwise, please, if, if you thought differently. There isn't even that much to talk about as I go back through it in my head. It was kind of just there, and we kind of just got through it, and now we're here. Well, I need Smack we'll see what happens. Smackdown's usually a better show anyway, because it's, it's an hour shorter. Uh, Tom Talks Rivers in the Super Chat. Best Vince McMahon match of all. Uh, the best Vince McMahon, well, you had the Hogan one, you had the Michaels one, you had the Shane McMahon one, you had the Austin one. I like the St. Valentine's Day Massacre match, you know, at uh, against against Austin when the Big Show arrives. Again, you got that cool thing at the end, you got the cage bump. I always like the story that that's the last time they used the blue steel cage, because as soon as McMahon was in it, it was like, yeah, that's way too hard. Let's not use that again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'd probably say that. Although look, the Vince McMahon list of matches are good. You know, the one at WrestleMania 17 is good. Again, the Shawn Michaels one is good. The Hogan one is good. That's when he comes up from the, you know, below the ring looking like some kind of serpent. I'm not saying that he was a good wrestler, but I am saying that he's good at that. Uh, Locutus. $3 bucks for one stud of a man. Um, I appreciate the other thing, but I, I, I never... You are good, I'm going to say. You are my good. That's... 
<laughs> That's what I'm going to say. But thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thank you to everybody that always donates in the super chat. Uh, you put a smile on my face. That's it. That's all I got for Raw. I'm going to go and check to make sure that there's no there's no news we should talk about. Cody Rhodes, there's a Cody Rhodes program that he did um, for AEW. Look, I, I liked it. I was a bit surprised a, a tiny bit by the reaction to it because you know, everyone's like, oh, this is a brand new promo. It feels unique. It didn't feel unique to me. I'm not saying it wasn't good. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I've seen WWE do that. I've seen indie promotions do that. It just felt like a hype video before a pay-per-view. Look, if AEW wants to do all their promos like that, amen, man. I'm on board. I think it'd be awesome. But I, I was I, when I went to watch, I thought, I wonder what they've done. Because it had been pertained to me that, oh, it's this really interesting and different way, like a really modern way of doing a promo. And I watched it, I was like, I've seen them do this. This used to be the Brock Lesnar-style promo when Paul Heyman wasn't arrived uh, around. You know, put him in the backstage, put him in a darkened room, and... Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, shout out to Big T Sutt and Super Chat. Off to uni now. Keep up the great work, my man. Thank you, dude. Go smash uni. Go get all those grades and masters and two ones and three ones and all that stuff. Enjoy yourself. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I liked it. I think that AEW show is going to be good too, especially that, um, you know, now that WrestleMania is out the way and they'll start focusing on it. I think the card looks really good. I'm excited about it. Uh, Impact had a good show as well. Shout out to Brian Cage, who I think got injured. He won the Impact title, though. I haven't seen all of it, but people say that it was a pretty decent show. I absolutely need to go through it. And, I, you know, that's, that's, that's it. I'm just looking now. There's not there's not a lot going on. Um, it's 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 a very weird time. That the, the, the post WrestleMania lull. All my all my I usually have a bunch of bookmarks that I use, and they've all vanished. I think I must have loaded up the wrong browser by accident. It's always a very very weird time post. WrestleMania 35 because it's kind of on WWE who have the biggest show to you know light the world up and they're just they're, they're just they're just not <laughs> I really I really don't understand why uh, I'm just looking now to see if there's anything uh, Luke Harper got denied his release as well in case you hadn't seen that which seems like I say it seems unfair again it's a it, it's a business it's a business decision but if he's just going to... He was meant to have a program with Sami Zayn. Oh, gosh, I mentioned Sami Zayn. At least the highlight, the saviour of Raw right now. Sami Zayn's new character is 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 brilliant. Like, not only can you understand where he's come... It's that place like the Daniel Bryan thing. He actually has a very good point. But he's he's delivering it so obnoxiously, you can't help but be taken in by it. And think, you little ragamuffin, you. So Sami Zayn is great. You know, the, in his entrance, he threw himself on the floor... Because I was thinking, I was like, it's not really heel music, but it is because of the way, you know, he reacts to it. Sami Zayn, you wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, Super Chat, where have you gone? Stupid YouTube doing its thing. Shout out to Lanio DeBose, always good, always supporting my stuff, always appreciate it. So glad you're talking about WWE not planning in advance. They wonder why ratings are bad, but don't give you any reason to turn up next week and watch. I mean, that is the big thing. That is the big thing uh, right now. It's really hit me during this episode. I don't know why. I guess because this was an episode where there's even less than usual. But if you have seen Raw, right now, go back at it in your head. Take Bray Wyatt out of it. That's different. Even Sami Zayn, this is the point I was about to go on. As much as I love Sami Zayn coming out and cutting these promos, what did he do to make you think... Well, what, I shouldn't say it's not his fault, but what happened to make you think, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next week. There was no kind of feud. He wasn't interrupted. Again, Luke Harper was penciled in to be his first program i don't know why we stopped that i think that would have been great i think luke harper would have fit that role wonderfully and it would have been something different for luke harper which my word do we need right now but instead 
We just didn't do it. He just came out, got a very good promo, very fun, but he didn't, so WWE didn't leave you with anything to, to bite onto, to latch onto. And I found that very, 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 very confusing. I, we need to do something different with Raw. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. If this, show, if this is the, the kind of show we're going to do for the next six months, you're even going to start making me roll my eyes a little bit. And I didn't even think, well, I knew that was possible. I'm not an idiot. I understand when the show is bad, the show is bad. But just, like, do you remember, even even when, and I'm not saying this is this was good, but you can, even when Val Venus and Kyantai, when Kyantai threatened to chop off Val Venus' penis, Val Venus's penis, that's hard to say, at least you could say to yourself, I wonder if they were successful. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if next week I'll tune in if Val Venus will still have a penis. Now, you didn't have to like that, and you didn't have to think that was any good. And it probably wasn't. It probably was crap. But at least there was the impetus there that when you did tune in, you had a question to be answered. There have been no questions. And it's not even a question that Bray Wyatt... Had. The Bray Wyatt thing is a question that we have brought up. Like, the one that I always come back to in my head is, like, when Armand Johnson joined the Nation of Domination. So this is mid-card stuff. And I don't know why I was so invested in this feud, but I was so invested in Ahmed Johnson turning heel and joining the Nation of Domination. I watched... They weren't called these. I can't remember what they were called back in the, back then, but I would watch Superstars and Jacked and whatever, Livewire, just to try and see if they'd give me any information about Ahmed Johnson turning heel. Of course they were never going to do that. They were going to hold all that off to Raw because that's when people tuned in. But... I, I wanted to know, and I was invested emotionally. And I never cared about Ahmed Johnson that much. Ahmed Johnson was never one of my guys. But for one reason or another, maybe because I was younger, that's fair, there was something there that convinced me it was worth tuning in next week to get some answers. Now, I know I'm older now, and I'm an old man, and my skin is getting worse and all of this, but what did we see on this week's episode of Raw that opened up that question? Genuinely. Did, why did AJ Styles punch Seth Rollins in the face? Well, because they're having a match in, in a few weeks. Don't really need that to be answered. You know, what's the Money in the Bank guys going to do? Doesn't matter. Saw them have a match this evening. What's going to happen to Alexa Bliss's shoe? Doesn't really matter. <laughs> did she win Alexa Bliss? No, she lost to Naomi because of her shoe, of course. So I think we just need more of that. We just need more ideas and more concepts and more creativity to tie into the people we have on the roster. We're not doing that right now. I really don't understand why it seems, I'm not saying it's simple to do, but it is simple to look at, uh, whoever, let me pick a person, uh, to look at Alistair Black. I don't know why I chose him, but to look at Alistair Black and say, we should do, we should come up with something to get people invested in Alistair Black and it should end on a cliffhanger. Now the cliffhanger could be crap. That's okay. Again, Val is having his penis chopped off. is not Shakespeare, but at least do something. And I agree with Rapid Revolt. People say, he just said, WWE isn't as bad as people always complain about. It's not. And I love WWE and I love Raw. But this episode of Raw in particular, I wouldn't feel, I, you know, I, I'm a positive guy, but I would feel stupid trying to overly defend it because there's too many holes that people could pick in it and go, but what about this and what about that? So, uh, yeah, make sure you tune into Ups and Downs in 27 minutes for all my thoughts on Raw when I get the Cesaro thing wrong and when people yell at me about Alexa Bliss's shoes. So I look forward to all of that. To, to, I think I'll stay out of the comments today. Uh, before we do answer it, start, start answering some questions. I did want to mention, obviously, this Sunday uh, at the Defiant tapings, I did make my wrestling return. That airs this Sunday, either 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. on Defiant Wrestling's YouTube channel. So please go do subscribe to that and you'll get a notification. And then, and then you know. 
Um, I'm going to do a couple of vlogs about it to explain certain things beforehand, so I will hold off all the information for them. Again, if you're listening on the audio portion of the podcast, youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules. And if you are here, please do subscribe and like the video, share the video, you know all the rules. But yeah, we did one thing very differently. That's what my first vlog is going to be about because I want to address it and talk about it because it does actually tie into mental health. Uh, and if you don't know, I do a vlog series about that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to throw it in there. But also on top of that, um, well, yeah, I just want to say that's it. I'm back. I'm sat here today. I don't have any injuries or ailments. I mean, my shoulder's a bit sore, but I knew that was going to be the case. Uh, it reminded me I've still got a long way to go. We're still very, very new at this, although it doesn't feel that way because I spent a lot of time sat on an injury shelf. But we did it. We had a wrestling match. It was a six-way tag match between myself, Adam Foster, and Prince Amin taking on the anti-fun police. The rest you will see on Sunday uh, at 8 or 9 p.m. BST. Again, I think they may have moved it recently, but you can uh, you can check it out. But I'm an active wrestler once more, and I hope to have some more news I can share with you soon. But look, the, thing I re- the reason I wanted to bring it up is to thank everybody, especially who listen to this podcast, and contributes because you always say nice things. So thank you very much. Uh, it's appreciated, it's motivational, it's inspirational, and even in my sort of difficult moments beforehand when I was trying to get through this injury, hearing that kind of stuff G'd me back up. So my, as much as my return was for me, and as cheesy as it is, my return was for you as well. Um, Locutus in the super chat, you may be old, but you're a beautiful old bastard, are you? Well, thanks, man, I try. That's kind of just time now, just let time, just let time, do, uh, let time do its thing. Let's answer some questions. Again, priority will always go to the people in the super chat, just being honest, that's how it works. Thomas Speller, Batista is one of my favorite WWE superstars of all time because he was involved in both the first heel and face turn that I ever saw. It's got me thinking, why is Bret Hart your favorite of all time? Uh, simple, same, same kind of reason, man. It's just one of those things where he was the first guy I saw. Again, I'm pretty sure it would have been a Hart Foundation match. Although it wouldn't because we're in the mid-90s, so it couldn't have been. Um, but when I was a wee wee boy, I saw Bret Hart and it was just something that Bret Hart did that captivated me. And it was his ring attire too. You know, pink and black was a very odd combination. It doesn't seem like that way now if you're a wrestling fan. Um... But it was it was different, and and you know from there, I guess his good old super, you know he he was like a good old fashioned hero, right? That's how he always wanted to peg himself. Then I know come nineteen ninety seven, he was far more layered and, and doing different things. But I think I was at the right age where I could just enjoy that for what it was. And he did look cool. He had long hair and he wore the sunglasses and he gave his sunglasses to kids. So you're like, oh, maybe one day I can be the kid. And yeah, it's kind of interesting because from there, it's, you know, my next favorite wrestler who I'd always say is, is on par with Bret Hart in terms of, you know, my sheer fandom for them was Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he was the anti-hero. So I think in a maze, when you look at that, that's how WWE managed to be so successful back then because they were very astute at kind of realizing what the public swell of opinion was and jumping on the bandwagon. Hence why when Stone Cold Steve Austin came along and did do that, I was like, oh yeah, sweet. This is exactly what we want. But I, I would imagine as well that a lot of it was because I was the right age and he's the first person I saw. You know, maybe if the first person I saw was Shawn Michaels, it'd be a very different story. And that's why wrestling is fascinating. Thomas Sutton was thinking the other day and just wanted your opinion on it. Could WWE benefit from having time limit draws like other brands have? Feel like if they aren't doing Iron Man matches, this could be an alternative. Well, I think they think draws are boring, I would guess. I mean, it would work because it makes it feel more like a sporting contest. But I think as we've seen, that's not their interest at all um 
you know, especially because they're about to make all this money. I mean, even their fi- their financials for Q1 that they announced uh, end of last week actually showed losses. And some people were up in arms about it, going, oh, it's all doom and gloom. And yeah, they are down probably more than some people thought. But ultimately, you know, when those TV deals kick in, they're going to make so much money. And the Saudi Arabia stuff. I mean, look at the, the ends they're going to fit the Saudi Arabia shows in. I mean, they've killed Backlash. They just announced stomping grounds for the end of June. That's right, isn't it? It's in Tacoma, Washington, I believe. Uh, you know, and, and they've moved the NXT TakeOver show as well just to accommodate Saudi Arabia. And that's all because they pay them so much money. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think that... I just don't think they worry about stuff like that anymore. So they probably could benefit from it, but time that it draws up, it would be way down my list of things I should focus on. James Bromfeld, hope you're well, sir, and it's awesome to see you back in the ring. Thank you, James. Uh, wait till you see my match, then we'll have that conversation. It's a joke. Should Money in the Bank remain its own pay-per-view or go back to being a Mania opening match? Well, look, I always think it was better at Mania. I, I always thought that having ever since it has been its own pay-per-view, I don't think it's been as good. I'm not, I may be wrong about that. I'd have to probably sit down and think about it. But yeah, I, I think it's better when it was the WrestleMania opening match. And it gave someone to do. Like The, the Battle Royal has kind of taken that spot now. And the Battle Royal doesn't mean anything. And when you could take eight guys or six guys, whatever it used to be, and put them in the ladder match and say whoever wins, you know, gets a future shot at the World Championship. It was like the Royal Rumble, but at WrestleMania. So I do think that was much better. It's a shame that they stopped doing it, but they're never going back now, ever. Ryan Howard, favorite Hogan match. WrestleMania 6 against the Ultimate Warrior, always. Christian Brown, why slaphead are wrestling fans being denied the greatest match of all time, Simon Miller versus Tamatonga? Well, I ain't denying him it. I've, I've made my thoughts very clear. I'm an active wrestler again now. You know, no question about it. Tamatonga has been a badass wrestler for a long time. Currently, you know, got two belts, two tag team championship belts. I'm ready. Someone's got to make it happen. Simple as. Uh, number two, presuming Haku doesn't kill you in that match, can I put meat and hang out with Simon Miller at Pro Wrestling Show on my bucket list? You can, man. Haku tried to kill me and he failed. And if you didn't see that, you can head over to What Culture. Uh, wrestling.now and watch it on YouTube as you are lovely people that watch me I'll tell you this as well like, well let's not be silly here obviously it's um it's pro wrestling wink wink nudge nudge but maybe when all that stuff went down at the bullet club block party somebody forgot to mention to somebody else what the deal was and it was only till after the fact we all found this out that's all I will say. Uh, Aaron Salaber, good day, Simon. Hope all is well. Any advice for someone that is starting to get into wrestling as a hobby but has the problem of work and travel to deal with? At the moment, I've missed a few training days due to work rosters and being three and a half hours away from the promotion I'm with. Love your work and you're an inspiration. Have a good day, mate. Well, that's very kind, man. I appreciate it. That always blows my mind when people say that. Uh, it's difficult. You know, balancing life and wrestling training is hard, especially if you have to drive three hours. I guess it's all about prioritizing. You've got to think about what's going to make you happy. I mean, let's say you quit your job and got another job, but you could do wrestling. Is that going to make you happier than what you've got now? Because if not, just keep doing what you're doing and make sure you fit it in when you can. There's this stigma in pro wrestling, and many people will say that I'm not um, educated enough to talk about this. And I'd say that's fair. So it's just my opinion. I'm not saying there's any weight behind this. But I know there's this... Um, thought process in wrestling unless you give a hundred percent to it seven days a week that maybe you don't deserve it but i don't think that's true because that's not accepting life for how it is so if you do have a job that you like and you want to try and fit wrestling around it just do it as best as you can and if you start to find that you actually like wrestling more and you're not able to balance it as much as you like well then you can make changes in other areas of your life um but do what works for you it does suck i hate missing training uh, especially for all that time uh, especially if work or something came up but it does happen don't beat yourself up too much 
That's what I would say. Shout out to V Branton in the super chat. Money in the Bank was our first pay-per-view I watched with my boys. They were so excited. Now they're met about it. The Dean and Seth match we thought was awesome. Agreed. I loved that match. Doesn't that go to show? That goes to show, right? Even kids are checked out about it because WWE really are running everything into the ground these days. Um, again, that probably sounds a little bit much, but it's true. So I just think we need to spice things up. We need to, it's like... It's like thumbnails on YouTube, right? If you're not doing very well on YouTube and you look at your thumbnails and think they're crap and you carry on regardless, well, then you're a crazy person. Nothing's going to change if nothing changes. And I can't believe that WWE can't look at some of the stuff they're doing and go, you know what, we need to change things up. We need to switch things around because it's not working. People aren't investing. If you've got to cancel the Money in the Bank pay-per-view and put it back to WrestleMania and that's going to get people excited, why, why not do that? You know, I'm not as excited for Money in the Bank this year as I used to be. Neither is, is Vicky and her boys. And I think that says something. I think there's something in that, and I'm a bit surprised that we don't react to it. Everyone loves reactions. That's what it's all about. Uh, Francesco Bozo. Would you have an NXT call-up with money in the bank? I think if Ricochet or Black won, it would cement them as proper stars in their respective brand, and either way, they would have a dream match with either champion, that being Kofi or Seth. Absolutely, I would. I don't think it's going to happen, just in case anybody asks. But I think if Ricochet won money in the bank... What a way to cement him as a superstar. It would still be ridiculous that he went and lost to, to, to Robert Roode. But yeah, that's what I think the money bank should be for. Which is why you give it to a Drew McIntyre or a Braun Strowman or a Lars Sullivan or a Baron Corbin. It's like, that's boring. We already know where they fall in line. Even Lars Sullivan, who's brand new, you already know where he falls in the WWE hierarchy. He's a big guy. And big guys always have a certain path. You give it to an Alistair Black or a Ricochet or who else could be in it that would be excited? A Big E, if he gets put in there, or Kevin Owens. Like... I think, it, oh, Sami Zayn, like, why aren't these people in it? Why isn't Sami Zayn in Money in the Bank? Both baffles me. Uh, frequently fly in the super chat. May have missed it already, but sociopath is the word of the day. Sociopath is the word of the day. And obviously Bray Wyatt spelled it out for you. I like that Bray Wyatt skit, man. I liked it. It was just screwed up enough without going too far because I want to make sure we go too far down the line. It was well paced. Well paced. Um, Billy Radborn. Why do people seem fussed about Baron Corbin's attire? Have they forgotten Kevin Owen? Kevin Thorne also wore a waistcoat, or is it different because he was a vampire? I, mean, I don't have an answer for that. Uh, <laughs> um, I just because I think it looks silly, and I think who would ever go to a fight wearing that? I guess would be the argument. If you thought you were a genuine sportsman and you wanted to win, I remember the big boss man, right? The big boss man used to be covered from head to toe, but it looked like he was ready for a fight because he was in tactical gear and it tied into his character. Baron Corbin is no longer the general manager of Raw and yet he comes out in a suit and he fights it. It just doesn't make any sense. And I understand that sort of nitpicking at pulling at straws, but you are allowed to nitpick and pull at straws. Like, that is okay. And I think that's the reason why people don't like it. And I understand. And I kind of agree with them. Uh, Sean, I did I always get your last name wrong as well. I'm going to go with Sean... Ga Gearhorn, it's not right, it's a Gahorn. Gahorn, not right, awful. But shout out in the super chat. Hey, Simon, Coach touched a bit on this in his interview on What Culture Channel, but do you think that the PG nature of WWE has stifled creative? No, I don't think so. I think that's an easy excuse. You can still be creative within a PG environment, and we've seen them do that ever since they have been PG. There have been stories that we've invested in, and we've talked about Becky Lynch, for example. That was all done with a PG environment. I guess you have more choices if you go PG-13 or whatever they used to be, because again, that removes some of the restrictions. But I don't think that you, you, 
you know, you, you've fallen down the rabbit hole just because you're PG. That doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm going to go to say no. I, I, I mean, I, I don't even think I mind them being PG anymore, especially because more people are watching with their kids. You know, I know at WrestleMania 35 when Triple H ripped out Batista's nose rings, a lot of my mates that watch wrestling with their children didn't like it because they didn't expect that from WWE. It, you can look at it either way. I don't think it stifles them creatively, though. No, in my opinion. Uh, Ryan on his coat in Super Chat. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Simon Miller. You are a super awesome dude. Well, dude, that's just nice. That's just a nice thing to say. Thank you, Ryan. You're a super awesome dude as well for supporting me and saying nice words and doing all these things. And welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. Uh, where am I looking? Adam Mason. The Usos versus The Revival is a match everyone had been waiting for. Unless WWE something in the next couple of weeks. I'm glad that the tag titles are not involved as I feel like they do not need... Uh, as I feel they don't have to be involved and keep Hawkins and Ryder as champs as they feud with someone else. Do you agree or do you think they should get thrown into the feud and make it a three-way somewhere down the road? No, I think that The Revival are going to lose to The Usos very soon. And then The Usos will go on to take on Hawkins and Ryder for the championships and probably win. The Revival, I am now 99% sure, are in WWE's bad books. I don't think you have them shave it. You never have, again, you wouldn't have the Usos shave each other's backs because it makes them look like nerds. Um, so no, I imagine we probably get a match at Money in the Bank, if not next week, and then it just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, mean, that, I assume that's why we had Hawkins and Ryder beat... Who the hell did they beat? Oh, they beat the Revival. <laughs> I mean, of course they did. They even beat the Revival. No, there's no way. They're just going to lose. <laughs> That's what they're, they're paid to do now. Pi Marrick, what is your opinion of the Bray Wyatt stuff after the episode of Raw? Still like it? Still good? Still intrigued? Want to see where it's going to go? And again, it makes me want to tune in next week. Things we've been talking about. Sean Daniels, it was so disappointing I just turned it off and went to sleep. I'm guessing you mean Raw. I felt like much of the show was written in the moment. I'm fed up with Baron Corbin. We've seen the sold old crap for a while now. The build up to Money in the Bank is poor. I don't know, man. At least SmackDown is good. Yeah, I, I agree. It was a bad show. It was a bad show. And I'm not going to sit here even with my positive attitude and pretend otherwise. It wouldn't be fair to you and it wouldn't be realistic. David Ayres, who goes into the men's Money in the Bank from SmackDown? I say Mustafa Ali, Lars and Black. I'd say Alistair Black is a, is, a, is a lock because they see him the same as Ricochet, so they just line them up. You, you could put Lars Sullivan in it, but I think you then you just cancel Braun out, and I, unless that's what they want to do. They want to take each other out, so he could be in it. I'll say Lars, Alistair Black. Poof, outside of that, I don't even know. Randy Orton, he's got to do something. And yeah, and Ali. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Chris Hanna, what do you think of bringing back King of the Ring and having all three bands compete but having matches each pay-per-view and final at WrestleMania with a title shot? Just bring back King of the Ring. I like King of the Ring. I like tournaments, uh, especially if something's on the line. You know, that's just fun. And I don't know why we don't do that. And also, it makes a pay-per-view different straight away. Uh, you know, much like Stomping Grounds. Again, this brand new one in June. It's not going to be any different. I, 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 hopefully, I get proven wrong. But I don't think it's going to be different to No Way Out or Backlash or... Great American Bash or Great Balls of Fire, Armageddon. Name your pay-per-view. At least King of the Ring had uh, a spin to it. I would like the spin. Probably not going to get the spin. Liam Matard. Hey, Simon. How far do you think this Sami Zayn character can go? I saw a lot of comments on WWE's Facebook page complaining they hated the carrier, which is so funny to me because it's exactly what Sami is saying about the fans and how they shit on everything. I personally love Sami. I think this could be his best character work to date. I would have loved for him to be in the Money in the Bank briefcase, but since he's not in the match, I would love to see him face Rollins for the title and hopefully win it at some point later on. What are your thoughts? Yep. No, I think he's great. I don't think he's going to win the title. I don't think WWE sees him on that level unless this gimmick gets over to such a degree 
they can't deny the heat anymore. I don't think that we're there yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's absolutely some of the best stuff he's ever done. I think because he probably believes it a little bit too. And you could understand why. I'm sure he's encountered some horrible things over his years of being a WWE superstar, as anybody in the public eye does. And now he's taken all of that hate and he's thrown it back and it's worked wonderfully. Uh, but I don't see him being moved to the top of the card. Not because I don't want him to, because I do. Again, I just think he's pegged. I just can't believe that if there was a plan for Luke Harper and Sami Zayn to go at it, that we didn't. Why didn't we do that? Everyone would have loved that. And at the moment, they're not doing anything. Sami Zayn doesn't have a promo, a promo, a program. So that's very, very strange. But I don't know. Brian Thurman. Do you, any of the puppet voices sound familiar to you in Firefly Funhouse? It's been a while since we've seen Bo Dallas, and I'm wondering if he might be involved in this new crew. It's probably too early to say. But is there a new faction for Bray and who would belong in it? I think it's Bray Wyatt's voice, isn't it? That's what I thought it was. I thought each one was meant to be Bray Wyatt's voice because basically what we're seeing is like a, a, what's the word, a manifestation of his consciousness and all the things that he's going through. Uh, that's how I took it. I could be wrong. I'd be right with Bo Dallas being put in that group. The thing is you probably put Curtis Axel in there too. I don't know if he fits. Also, didn't the B team get moved to SmackDown? I'm pretty sure they got drafted. I could be wrong, and what does that even mean? But I'm pretty sure that they got drafted. So, no, I don't think he would be in it, but I'm not against him having another faction. My main thing when it comes to Bray Wyatt actually ties into addressing the question here. Charles Ballard, hey Miller, what would you change about Bray Wyatt's in-ring style to differentiate his new character from the old one? Now, I don't actually have an answer to that. Uh, it's not like I've sat down and thought about it, but I think that's the key to his character. When he does get in the ring, he's got to start doing different things that make him stand out from before. What that is, again, don't know. But then it separates it from the original Bray Wyatt character, which I think we need right now. And that's where this, and that's when you look back at all the vignettes and decide whether it was a failure or a success. Because if we just get, say, six awesome Fireflower Fun Houses that are different and weird and freaky and creep you out, but then, you know, a week a week later he's in the ring and he's losing to Robert Roode, then what was the point? Again, it comes back to what this whole show has been about, longevity and what people want and what they don't want. That's the key. That's the key to this whole gimmick. And I'm hopefully they've got some plan. I hope they've got a feud. Who knows? Maybe he goes face and goes after Sami Zayn. He's not. He's definitely meant to be a heel. Who does he face? On the, he's, I assume he's on Raw. Don't know. I could be wrong. I know the vignettes aired on SmackDown as well, so every chance that he's not. If he is on Raw, who does he face? Who is a good guy that would be a good threat to Bray Wyatt? I don't know. He'd probably go into a world title program, right? You'd probably get Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. I wouldn't be against that. I think that would feel different, and I think I'd enjoy it. And I think, but the problem is that if Bray doesn't win the universal title, then what do you do? It's a very, very precarious position with Bray Wyatt. He needs to come out firing and ensure that we don't fall back into old ways. Because again, right now, if, if anyone that used to rag all over Bray Wyatt started criticizing him, I'd be like, well, that's not fair. Because at least WWE have given us something different, right? That's what we wanted. And you got it. And it's vastly different too. There's no similarities, although now we're starting to see them. So, but it's all for naught if he doesn't have a proper payoff. We'll see. It's going to be very, very interesting. I'm very intrigued to see what they do with this. Thank goodness. Something to, something to enjoy. Uh, Simon Malt. Uh, Corb give Corbin a run with the title. It would ball so much piss. I'd give him the run purely for that reason. I don't think you want to be boiling piss at the moment. <laughs> You've already pissed enough of the fans off that millions of them have tuned out. I think right now you need to be on the fans' side. And they have done that. I keep saying this. All the faces won at WrestleMania 35. It is AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. 
Uh, they changed the Viking experience's name to the Viking Raiders or Warriors, whatever the hell they're called. So they have extended the olive branch. The problem is now is they're not putting anything on the under the olive branch to make sure you grab it and come through the doors. But the last thing they want to be doing right now is pissing any of the fans off. I, don't, I love it when that happens. I love it when WWE makes a big decision and everyone goes crazy. But I don't necessarily think that's the right thing to do uh, to do at the moment. Um, where am I looking? Rodrigo Albagara. In terms of in-ring, I feel like the style doesn't need to change much. Keeping the creepy smile, false sense of security with some kind of show of respect. There are so many options. That's Bray Wyatt. I think we've got to do something. Because if you see the old Bray Wyatt, subconsciously you're going to think, oh, it's just the old Bray Wyatt. And I think what we absolutely need to do is ensure that he feels brand new all the way. Your subconscious is a powerful tool. And if he just moves the same, does the same move to hit Sister Abigail, like I've seen this all before. Especially if he starts losing. Really, he just has to have feuds and win. If he does that six months down the line, we're going to be okay. Uh, Sean Gahan. I can never place his name, do I? Terrible. Do you have Bray be a faces character and feud with Samoa Joe? Uh, I, don't think, I just don't think how this guy can be a faces character. I really, really don't. He's clearly being pitched as a, as a bad guy. But look, I'm all for Samoa Joe versus Bray Wyatt, but then Samoa Joe has to win. Bray Wyatt doesn't beat Samoa Joe. Nobody beats Samojo. I still can't believe we've gone back to Samojo versus Rey Mysterio with Dominic. It's like WrestleMania just didn't happen. That's my other problem with Raw. Aside from Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans, which I like, by the way, because that actually does feel fresh and news, new, it's almost like it doesn't... It just doesn't exist. WrestleMania didn't exist. We just went through it. It was like WrestleMania existed all on its own, and Raw, SmackDown, and WWE are now operating around it. It's bizarre. Um, Maggot Music 757. So, are you not doing a gaming podcast anymore? I miss you and Sam. Dude, it's only been one week, man. <laughs> if got this week. I mean, I appreciate the passion and I appreciate it, but it's all good. It'll be back. We're recording one tomorrow. You'll have it. You'll have it next week. Joseph Martin. If they add tiers to the WWE Network, what type of content should be included in the premium membership? Well, yes, this ties into the financials. This says we are getting a new WWE Network towards the end of the year. Probably a tiered pricing system where you pay $15. And I would imagine all the rumors are true. So you'll get access to progress and whatever other independents that WWE's teamed up with. Obviously, zero adverts. That should be the case anyway, but it's not. Outside of that, I don't know. Because the thing with a premium tier is you don't actually need to offer much. Because if somebody's going to invest at the premium tier, it means they are super invested in your product. And you can probably get away with not giving them as much as maybe that you should do. So I don't know. I'm sticking to 9.99. I just really don't use the network as much as I would like. And I don't think that's because of me. I think that it's because of, again, the way that it's... Mar I think TV the TV deals came back so strong that WWE really took their foot off the ball. Hence why we got, we're still getting ride-alongs and table for threes. And they're all really good. But again, it's the same problem with Raw. It didn't light the world up six months ago, a year, two years ago. So why are we still doing the same things, expecting different results? You're not going to get different results. You're always going to get the same uh, uh, the same results. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if anyone would pay for that, would you pay 15 bucks? If you could watch all the progress events or... Are they team with OTT? I don't think they are. I can't remember who they are. They team with well, Evolve, I guess. They team with such weird people nowadays. It's an interesting time in WWE, and we'll see what happens tonight on SmackDown. Right, make sure you do head over to What Culture Wrestling in four minutes, 2 p.m., to join me live for ups and downs there, where, again, I make lots of mistakes, but I'm just tired. That's what it is. Um, uh, like the video, share the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, and we may move it back to Wednesdays. I did it on a Tuesday this time because last week Tuesday was really good, but today it hasn't actually... It's been good, it's been great, but the, the numbers have been more or less the same. So basically get in touch and let me know if you prefer Tuesday or Wednesday. If it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I'm happy to do it whenever works. 
Uh, what else? Something else I wanted to talk about. That's right. Keep an eye on my YouTube channel for this new podcast, Why with Simon Miller. It's going to be like this, but we're just going to talk about everything. It's going to have a, a further breadth of, a, of topic, one of which will be the Avengers. I've seen the Avengers movie. I love the Avengers movie. I thought the Avengers movie kicked ass. So, um, yeah, I, I have a, I've had a deep discussion about that this week. And uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, I just pimp out my wrestling match. That was it. Uh, this Sunday night, 8pm or 9pm BST, sign up and subscribe to Defiant Wrestling's YouTube channel so you'll know. And yeah, you can see my first uh, my first wrestling match in eight months. It was a good feeling. I enjoyed it. New gear, intimidating gear, but again, I'll do a vlog on that so you can get the information uh, about it. And now it's just onwards and upwards. It's basically like trying to do what we did... Yeah, what, back in July, but, you know, not get injured this time. Injuries suck. Quick shout out to Tom Talks Rubbish in the super chat. Do you play NBA 2K? Yeah, I dabble. I dabble in NBA 2K. I wouldn't call myself a hardcore player, but I enjoy basketball. I enjoy the NBA games. I think they're good. And 2K1 is infinitely better than EA's. Uh, Shout out to whoever that guy is in the super chat. I was at Raw last night. Interesting. Started one of his shave his back chants. So proud. Enjoyed the start. Ricochet as our boy. Rest was kind of boring. Well, you're saying that too and you were there. Although shout out to whoever that guy is. The crowd was good. The crowd was good from start to finish. You did your job. And I always play. I always enjoy it when the people play their part because it does make the show better. Ricochet was your boy. Got loads of reaction. I like that because, you know, that does translate to the back too. Um, and I did the, the shave his back chance did make me laugh. Again, I don't necessarily think it's good storylines. But if that's what I'm going to get, I'll enjoy it. I'll, I'll enjoy it for what it is. So shout out to whoever that guy is who went and smashed it in Oklahoma last night at Raw is War. Right, remember to uh, head on to iTunes and stuff like that. Or subscribe here because there is a second episode that will be going up this week. We always do it with the Patreon. Patreon.com for Simon316. You can sign up. Link below. I have merch too. Simon. No, just SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. Buy a t-shirt. I'd appreciate it. And again, yeah, Defiant Wrestling this Sunday. Subscribe so you don't miss it. And you can come see me in Manchester on May 25th with Defiant Wrestling at No Regrets. The Royal Rumble. I like to call it that. It's the Rumble. They do it every year. Obviously, I debuted in the Rumble last year. So it would be silly of me if I didn't try and have another crack at that. Thank you so much for watching. I always appreciate it. And I'll talk to you again very soon.